The LA Clippers have a lot of big decisions to make this summer, and one of those is whether they are going to let Ty Lue continue and finish out his contract, or if there will be a parting of ways and there will be a new coach coming to the door. There are so many different factors, but I'm going to talk about whether I think Ty Lue is the right man for the job, given his profile, what he's done the last couple of seasons, and ultimately what the decision for the front office and franchise comes down to. Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Viziri, in my 18th season as a Clipper fan, born and raised in Los Angeles. Actually, I know the season ended. So going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan, still getting used to that intro. From Los Angeles, born and raised. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more NBA, LA sports, and Clipper content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to tell me whether you think Ty Lue should be the coach for the Clippers next season, and if so, why do you think he should come back? Why do you think he should not? This episode is going to come down to three things. The first one is going to be my assessment of Ty Lue as a coach and you know what I think of, about him going forward and just, whether, it really comes down to the first question, and that is whether or not I think Ty Lue can lead this team to a championship as the coach, given the 2-1-3 duo. Given that's our personnel, can Ty Lue lead this team to the promised land is my first question. Second one, we're going to look more at his resume as the Clipper coach over the three years, sports specifics about his style, all that, and then I'll finish off with what it really comes down to for the organization. Let's start out with the first part, and that is whether or not I think Ty Lue can be a championship coach again, but a championship coach for a different team. Obviously, that one was LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and a really solid supporting cast. Granted, as in every championship run, they got a little bit of luck. We have not had any sort of luck. Their luck being that, what's his name, got suspended. Draymond Green got suspended in Game 5, and that was a huge game that turned the momentum of that series. And then Andrew Bogut got injured as well. But... They still won the championship. There's always going to be luck in every playoff run. If you would ask me this question a year ago today, I would have said there's no doubt in my mind that Ty Lue is not only capable of winning the championship with this Clipper team, but he is the right man for the job. Now, after the subpar year that he had with his rotations and just his complacency, seemingly, you know, about the regular season, his guard-heavy favoritism and his favoritism towards certain players. I should say his guard-heavy preference and then his favoritism towards certain players, mainly Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris and the underutilization of Terrence Mann and Robert Covington. But as far as Robert Covington goes, I'm not sure if everybody's aware, but his, I think it's his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend, came out with some big-time allegations and maybe that's why he wasn't playing but if that's the case, 
if there's something really bad behind the scenes going on that has something to do with, you know, something serious as your relationship with a female, then you got to get the guy away from the franchise. Like, then it just makes your organization look, look bad in two ways. One, that you have a guy on your team that potentially did something really dangerous. Now, I'm not going to confirm because I don't know anything about the situation, but those are serious accusations. And, by, and uh, she's not the only uh, – she's – I heard that. I'm going to be real with you guys. I heard that, that there was something behind the scenes potentially with Robert Covington that was very serious. But if it is something that serious, you either shouldn't have the guy on the team because of that, just kind of like the same with similarly to how the Hornets did with Miles Bridges, or you just take the L and play him. Like if you, if you condone that kind of stuff, then, or you don't want to, you know, that's separate from what's going on with the team and you want to do that, then play the guy. If that's the reason why you're not playing him, then get him off the team because that those are very serious things. And me personally, if, if these things are true, I don't want a player like that associated with the Clippers. Um, but in my experiences, you know, as far as the way Robert Covington treats fans, he seems like a really good guy. So I'm not going to comment on any of that. But the point is this is about Ty Lue, not Robert Covington. And the point about Ty Lue is that he underutilized Terrence Mann mainly and just the wings on the team in general. Now... Ty Lue, I personally, given the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, the unavailability, the constant change, you know, Ty Lue, when we didn't have championship expectations in 2022, he did an amazing job getting the most out of a ragtag group of players, you know, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, that had nothing to lose and were underestimated nightly. In 2021, we had a couple of games we were also underestimated nightly without those two, and we performed well. But when this season, when we had championship or bust expectations heading into the season, so many people were picking us to win it all, and we had you know the deepest roster in the league, he was just not playing the right guys. And I'm not saying that like I'm a you know I could be the coach of this team or whatever, but it was it's very clear that in every era of basketball, even this one, that teams go small. Size and athleticism matters. And to play three guards under 6'4", none of them which are that good defensively, and then at times do that with no backline rim protection, no backup center, that is extremely naive. And that hurt the Clippers a lot. And it took months before we canned the three-guard lineups. How about the way that Terrence Mann was used this season? A player that does so many great things for the Clippers. One of our only good point-of-attack defenders. A guy that is a great cutter. Athletic. Fantastic in transition. Always gives 100%. Rebounds. And is a much-improved three-point shooter. And he has to prove himself every single season. And we, you know, we found out enough about Ty Lue to know why. And that's his preference is guards. And given that... I personally, after this season, I'm not confident in Ty Lue as the coach going forward. That's my honest opinion. I think that he was able to do a great job in 2021. But looking even back at that, if you go back and watch some of those games, our lineups are so insanely small in that Dallas series. And it worked against Utah, but I think we're going to be playing better teams than Utah or even the Phoenix Suns of 2021, if we're being real. Just because we would have beaten the Suns with Kawhi in 2021 doesn't, one, mean that we would have beaten the Bucks, and two, mean that you're going to play a team, because I'm not trying to diss the 2021 Bucks or any of those teams, but that year it really felt like there were no great teams in the NBA, and it felt like we were one of the closest teams to being great, but, you know, injuries hit us, 
Lakers were a pretty good team as well in the regular season before they got hit with injuries. So both everybody thought maybe the LA teams would meet in the conference finals again that year. But my point is, we need to get back to an extremely high level to get into that championship conversation again. We're likely going to have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George miss a lot of games next season, just given their track record and the load management. We need to utilize the depth properly. And given this season, I just don't know if Ty lose that guy. Now, as I always have repeated, I am going to be in support of whatever the organization decides, and I love Ty Lue personally because he still did make history, and I still believe he is a good coach. I just don't know if he can lead this group of players given all the difficulties behind the scenes, and there were things behind the scenes that we just know for a fact this season to what degree we haven't been you know, really told or confirmed or hasn't been confirmed, but it clearly wasn't great, and Ty Lue was visibly frustrated. So, And there were reports of him by few people, few, that he could walk away or, you know, that the franchise could part ways with him this summer. We'll see. It's very clear that he and the front office had a different philosophy on the team. And coming up, going to go more in depth about Ty Lue's philosophy and how it affected the Clippers in the season and what we either need to do to fulfill that philosophy or if you don't, if you're not down with that, why we should just can it all, all together. Going to be talking about that coming up. But before I do that, I got to tell you about eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. So let's talk about Ty Lue's coaching philosophy and what we've learned over the last couple of years and just his resume as Clipper coach. First season, what made me love the guy so much and what drew so many Clipper fans towards his style was he held everybody accountable. Now, it seems like he still does that with stars, but he just played whoever was playing well. He went away from guys that weren't playing well. I remember the first thing that really changed the way Reggie Jackson was playing was when he got benched in the beginning of the season for doing too much. And then he got back in the rotation. And when Patrick Beverly was out so much, that really allowed Reggie Jackson to play a lot more. And that's when he found his stride as catch-and-shoot Reggie. And, you know, when he got his confidence by being catch-and-shoot Reggie, he then turned into Kyrie Irving in the playoffs. But Ty Lue showed right away not only with Reggie Jackson, but also with Nico Batum, that he could get a player that feels like they're at the end of their rope, that everyone thinks is washed, and rejuvenate them. And we've seen that with Russell Westbrook as well. Now, it's a little bit easier with a player of his caliber. There's no doubt in my mind, and Russ talked about it at the end, he thanks Ty Lue, the players. But Ty Lue is the head of the snake there. You know, He has done the job of getting Nico Batum to play at a high level again, getting Marcus Morris to, you know, get the most out of his abilities. Because I don't think, Mar- I mean, if anything, Ty Lue overutilizes Marcus Morris, not under. So he's gotten a lot out of these guys. There are certain other players, though, 
that as time has gone on, he just seemed to play less and less. And that's, as I said, the one thing we really loved about Ty Lue was he would make adjustments the first season. And even though sometimes it took a little too long to do so, like, of course, the first two games against Denver, I'm sorry, Dallas, but eventually you started to see more Terrence Mann. You started to see, like, for example, that wasn't a series for Patrick Beverly, so he took him out. And then against Phoenix, it was a series for Patrick Beverly, so he played him a lot more. Those are the kind of things that drew us to Ty Lue. And also his adjustments, you know, going small, that ended up being the key for us in those crucial stretches against Dallas and against Utah in 2021. Now, another thing I noticed about him right off the bat, compared to Glenn, was that he had more, you know, creativity in his offensive playbook. Now, that being said, it's still mostly high pick and roll and just throw the ball to your best player and space the floor well, you know, like every other team. As I said, there's only three teams to me that run a really different offense than everyone else, and that's the Golden State Warriors, the Denver Nuggets, and the Sacramento Kings because they're the only three teams that constantly move without the basketball. Everyone else, extremely stagnant, extremely stagnant. If, if they're moving, it's largely off of set plays, whereas, you know, guys like Terrence Mann, Nico Batum, even Covington when he plays, they're spontaneous movers without the basketball. And I love having guys like Terrence Mann that do that. But Ty Lue, he likes the floor spacers, you know. Expect, but when it comes to Luke Kennard, when he hesitates, he gets no playing time. He also likes guys that can create their own shot, like Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris. But the point is, he started out as a coach that just played guys, in my opinion, fairly. And then he ended up becoming close with some of these guys and picking favorites. And Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris, due to being the guys that carried us last year with Kawhi missing the whole season and Paul George missing 51 games, they led the charge, and then they had such a long leash this season. It took like two months to see that Reggie Jackson shouldn't be starting anymore, and it took until January to take him out of the starting lineup. With Marcus Morris, it took about, it was like by January, we were like, okay, this has got to stop. February, it was blatantly obvious, and it didn't happen until like the last two weeks of the season. So it was just too much. And then, of course, the three-guard lineups, as I said. So we found out this season that Ty Lue is a guard-heavy coach. I always reference the question that he was asked in one of the post-game pressers about wing-heavy lineups. And he said, I know y'all like wings. I'm a point guard, though. I like my guards. So that tells you what kind of lens he sees the game through. And the thing is this. I'm all for point guards. I'm a, I, I'm a point guard. Like I grew up playing point guard you know, in youth basketball and whatever, you know, pick up, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's really just about playing your best players and playing your best players with an emphasis on defense because that's what we've built this team around, right? Perimeter defense and guys that can shoot. Well, when you take away that defense part, now it's just it's hard to win when you don't, you don't guard. And I'm not saying the Clippers didn't guard, but their defensive rating was Fugazi for like the first half of the entire season because Ivica Zubac was amazing to start the year blocking shots. But we were an average defensive team all year. And to be honest, since Tyloo's taken over, we've been decent at best to me. Not as good as the personnel suggests. And I think part of it is because he sees the game from a guard's lens. So my thing with Tyloo is this. I think he's a really solid coach. But I like defense-first coaches. That's, I've, you've noticed that by me by listening to me throughout this year. So that's why I don't want Tyloo back. But I like the people person that Tyloo is. He seems to be an actual player's coach. Now... I really don't know what every guy thinks of him. Terrence Mann, with this lack of minutes, may not care for him. Robert Covington may not care for him. But I know for a fact there are guys that really like him, and they should like him. And for the most part, he has gotten the most out of most players on this Clipper team since he's taken over. Rejuvenated guys, 
And yeah, I can't hate on him for that. So overall, my conclusion is this. Ty Lue is a guard-heavy he sees the game from a guards-first lens, offense-heavy approach, spacing the floor, playmaking, less defense. That's why he's a big small ball guy as well. And given the constant roster turnover, though, and it's just like he doesn't really have much room for error. He doesn't have all this time for experimentation because next season we better not be on that. If we are, then, we de- again, we deserve to lose because this whole season was all about tinkering, tie, and experimentation. And then, you know, it's like we just lost games, you know, when we could have tried to win them. Um, and I'm not saying that he tanked games intentionally or all that, but I just think that, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't serious enough from the entire team. And that's why Lawrence Frank, after the season goes, we need to respect the regular season. That's implying that they didn't. And we all saw that. And everyone's talking about it. It didn't matter. Well, look, let's see who wins the championship. Because we have a, th- we have a couple of lower seeds with Miami and the Lakers and the Warriors still involved. But and the, by, the, by the time you listen to this, the Warriors may not be involved. But... I still think one of the champions is going to be Boston or Denver. I still believe that. But anyway, we'll see. Point is, the margin for error is so thin, and I think that Ty Lue, just given what I've seen this season, I just don't think that he's the guy that I would want, but I'll still support him regardless. Now, when you ask me, well, who would you want? we got all summer to discuss that. But coming up, I'm going to be talking about what this decision really comes down to. All right. So basically, we've talked about what kind of coach Ty Lue is, whether I think he should come back, his resume as Clipper coach. My thing is this. Yes, it's hard to coach well with all the major injuries, but the Heat could have done better, and I've already laid out why. Now, it's really going to come down to how true the rumors were of the rift between Lawrence Frank and Ty Lue. If they really can't work with each other another year, then they, then Ty Lue's gone or Lawrence is gone. Maybe both. If you know, because Lawrence said in the postgame presser or the postseason presser, the exit interview, he was like, "Why wouldn't I be back?" But as I've referenced several times on this show, you can't believe everything this organization says uh, face for face value. You can't take it for face value, especially with the way they've kind of whether you want to say it lying or protecting the truth, whatever you want to, what kind of whatever want musical chairs you want to play to to talk to describe it. This franchise has not been fully genuine or honest about everything lately. So, in the way Lawrence Frank said that, you know, why wouldn't he be back? You know, Ty's a great coach. Like, okay, buddy, we'll see what you do. He could be back, but I don't believe that Jake Fisher and these people just said these things out of nowhere, that there was a disagreement, that Richard Jefferson would just go on national TV and said, and said that, having been coached by Ty Lue and Lawrence Frank. So... As I said, all evidence points to that there was some rift. It just depends how bad that is. So it really all comes down to that. Because Ty Lue has won a championship. He is a championship coach. But if they fundamentally disagree, then the roster is somewhat flawed. Because the people that are building the team are building it with a wing-heavy approach. If you want to get go, go get better guards and stuff like that, then you got to you know mix it up a little bit. Maybe get bigger guards. I don't think I don't know. We have big guards, if we, especially if we keep Russ. But I don't know. That really comes down to what the team looks like next season. But the point is, if you want Ty Lue, give him the roster that he wants. And if you don't think you, as in Lawrence Frank, think that that's the right roster that can win a championship team or complement Paul George and Kawhi that way, then you got to fire Ty Lue. I don't know. It really all comes down to that relationship to me. But that's all I got for today. 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, DimeDropper, for more. And, of course, subscribe to Locked On Clippers and let me know if you think Tyloo should be the coach. Why or why not? The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.